0: This is podcast number 405, and I'm Olivia, your host, and this week we have returning guests.
1: Hi, this is Tom, and I'm Executive Director of Screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles.
3: Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis, and Happy New Year.
2: And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weednopolis. Woohoo! All right, we are back in the new year. Happy 2019. And, and we have <laughs> news
0: from, from last year, yesteryear. Uh, so let's and start some off- that's new <laughs> let's start off with the news uh, the Terror comes back and apparently it's going to be an anthology because it's second season will deal with uh, the, internment cam- the Japanese internment camps during World War II. and they have added George Takai as a regular and he will hmm. also be a consultant because he lived in two or three of those camps so he will I- tell them when they're getting it right and when they're getting it wrong
1: I presume you mean George what you Takei.
3: Takei. Rhymes oh,
1: with gay.
0: Oh my god, I said his name <laughs> wrong. Ah! I lose all my geek creds.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> next, uh, Helen Mirren and Jason Clark will star in Catherine the Great for HBO. It's a limited series, I believe. Uh, the Batwoman pilot is a go. So the big news is David Nutter is directing. No. What? No. <laughs> oh,
3: C.W. no. Why no, Greg?
1: Oh, come on. You knew it was going to get picked up.
3: Why, why Why no? This is not going to go well. It wasn't, a, it wasn't even a strong enough, like, you know, spinoff episode.
0: I'm not going to disagree. I thought she was People... mediocre at best. So, yes, I agree with you, but they got David Nutter to direct the pilot. He's re- he's done huge pilots. So
1: he's there- only had two pilots that didn't get picked up. <laughs> so, enough, period.
0: I mean, David and, he's,
3: and, they went big
1: for the director.
0: How
3: many shows how many shows can Carlo Ogawa do?
0: Who's Carlo Ogawa?
3: Isn't he normally listed on the credits?
0: I don't know who you're talking Are you talking about Berlanti? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how what? many shows can Because I was like, Carlo Gawa? You mean Berlanti? You mean Greg Berlanti?
1: Yeah. Team okay. Berlanti.
0: So Berlanti apparently can do all... He will not be happy until he controls all of the television shows that are currently on television on all the networks.
1: He, wa- he wants us... A- they're predicting 495 scripted shows this year, and he wants like 10% of them. 5 to 10% of them.
0: Yes. He is doing a lot of shows. I agree. Um... Next piece of news I have is Tell Me a Story has been renewed for season two for the five people who are watching it, and I was I am not <laughs> one of them. I have CBS All Access, and I'm not watching it. So there you go. Uh, I might
3: check it out. I've heard good things.
0: Have you? I haven't really heard mm-hmm. much of anything. Yeah. All
3: right, all right, Olivia. Um, Carlo Gal was like the producer of everything. Riverdale, Titans, got friend of me, Black Lightning. No, but he's Let... not
0: doing. He's not doing Batgirl or well, Batwoman.
1: No, it's Brillante.
3: No, Berl- Berlant
1: Ogawa works for Berlanti.
0: Berlanti is the head of all.
1: Yeah, yeah, I if know. It's a Berlant- but- if there's a Berlanti show, chances are Ogawa's going to be on it. Yeah, but, it, okay.
0: but it's Greg Berlanti; he's above that guy.
1: Yes, and- he is. He is the brain trust, and I've heard he's freaking brilliant.
0: Okay, so uh, for shows that are canceled, there's a list. Here we go. Z Nation not coming back. Uh, Midnight, Texas, why did it come back in the first place? And <laughs> Marlon, who uh, apparently had a first season I wasn't paying attention to. That shows also, those three shows are all canceled. I am not sad about any of them. Um, <laughs> Timeless, which had its finale, uh, <coughs> they the, the producer said that he left the window open a crack in case... Someone else wanted to pick it up on another network or streaming service, so he gave the order not to strike the sets. So he's trying to negotiate the show coming back again. And
2: uh, it seemed pretty tied up with a bow. Personally, yeah, you know. they don't need It's done. Yeah. I mean, they left that little thing about the, the girl, you know, the, the with, with her student, drawings. The yeah.
1: Or whatever. But, but
2: I, I mean, I, you know, that's like that's like the 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 little drippy question mark that shows up at the end of horror movies. You know, I mean, you don't actually expect it. To it's go like on Darth Vader spitting
1: off into space at the end of Star Wars and New.
2: Yeah, Anew. you know, that's yeah. it.
0: Uh, well, I know from some of the fans online, they hated the finale for whatever reason, and there was a lot of just why
1: because they killed Goran Vismich. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they that, that very, was not very, a smart thing to do. They were very it,
0: upset. So I don't see them even getting it's back It's a time original travel off. show. You can <laughs> see him from
1: another time period. People <laughs> need to chill out.
0: Yeah, they were pretty upset. I don't even watch the show, and I was like, wow, okay. Fans are not liking this. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the shows.
1: Oh, I've got news.
0: Oh, sorry. Tom has news. Go, go, Tom.
1: Okay, Amazon Television has set a deal with Shao Hadari Coker, uh, showrunner of recently canceled luke cage so if that show is revived he might not be able to participate cbs will cancel or is canceling elementary after season seven which would be next year's (laughs) season disney disney plus is considering picking up the, the marvel shows netflix canceled don't listen to all these people talking out of their butt not doing the research this is directly from kevin mayer who's running who's running Disney Plus at for the Disney Corporation. So he said, we are considering it. Yes, he knows that there's a two-year moratorium on those characters. They can pay Netflix to make that go away. Netflix likes money, and they're in hot. for <laughs> He said Netflix um, likes money. <clears throat> sorry. Um, History Channel, Vikings will end with season six, but they're looking at doing a spinoff. We're not sure with whom yet. Mm. Speaking of Netflix, they have hired Channing Dungey, formerly president of abc entertainment as vp of originals hmm interesting how uh first they lost uh shonda then they lost uh the dude from blackish and now they've you know channing dungy left abc and is at netflix and finally own oprah winfrey network has canceled Selena keel and mara brock akil's love is after his Ah. longtime ex-girlfriend has accused him of domestic abuse interesting how this doesn't come up until after he's got successful shows on the air with his now with his wife but i don't know
0: ah, that that one is weird well, mainly because i've met him so it feels like mm-hmm. he's such a nice guy but you never know what that means anyway but it's it's yeah. all of that i'm not I don't even want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it ex
1: ex spouses i'm sure ex spouses and ex and ex wives or ex-husbands never have ulterior motives for imputing the reputation of their f- former loves.
0: I'm just not, I'm not mess. I'm not jumping into that pool blindfolded. So um, let's move on and let's talk about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Doctor Who. And this is the C- New Year, I almost said Christmas, the, the New, the New Year's, Year's Day special. Um, and I like the fact that they went and saw Fireworks. All over the galaxy for like, what was it 29 times before they <laughs> actually get the emergency call? I thought that was pretty cool. Because, I mean, if I had a time ship, of course, that's exactly what I would do. I'd, it'd be New Year's Eve every day, you know? So I thought that was awesome. Um, and then the actual plot was wait, what was the actual
1: plot? The Dalek.
3: Dalek.
0: All Again. Right. Why? Yep.
3: Exterminate? Yeah. I, yes. I have so Adal- a s- Dalek was divided in three separate parts and spread across the world. Somehow um, putting ultraviolet self. light on one of the pieces caused them all to merge back together. <sighs>
2: Whatever. This was the most resilient Dalek I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, normally you zap it once, it's dead. Okay, end of Dalek. And this thing you couldn't kill with a stick. You, they, not, mean... not
0: only was it chopped into three pieces and buried in all all over the, the planet, but that didn't kill it? That should have killed it. That's just ridiculous <laughs> that it didn't. So this episode was not my favorite uh but i did like some of the family stuff that happened when we dealt with uh what's the son's name ryan 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 Ryan, Ryan, ryan's dad yeah we're dealing with ryan's dad and i like how everybody was really hostile to him which i thought was justifiable (laughs) so all of that stuff i actually and then when the granddad had to talk to him too so
2: that stuff i actually really liked well, I I kind of thought the opposite. Not that I was in love with the Dalek stuff. I, I think the actually actually the only thing about the Dalek that I really liked was the cleverness of the design when they had this you know sort of junkyard Dalek. Um, I liked that. But the the rest of the story was just kind of meh to me. And and the stuff with the family was so boring. It just felt like filler. Like oh we have this hour and a half that we have to fill. So we're going to do all of this family interaction and everybody's going to talk. Really slow, <laughs> and it, it it was just it, it drove me up a wall. I I just felt like I, I, if I hadn't been watching it with a group, so we were just you know stuck. Uh, I would have been fast forwarding because it just <laughs> fell out of me. Okay. But the 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 episode itself just seemed. I mean, when, you know, they they made a big deal of how they weren't going to have any of the regular villains. So when they bring in the Dalek again, you'd think they'd have a really special story about it. And it was just sort of paint by numbers. And I know that they contractually have to bring in the Daleks or they lose the right to use them. That's why. Who has the right? Who has the right the, the whoever created them initially, I think, uh, just still has has the exclusive rights to it. So if if they don't use it, it reverts back. So that's why they have to use it once every year. So that was the point of this. But still, you knew you had you had to do it like from the beginning of the season. So come up with a really good story. And the other thing that drove me crazy is that how many times have the Daleks invaded Earth? Now everyone should know what a Dalek. Exactly. is that and, and, so and, Exactly. That was so weird. Never heard of it before.
0: Right. It Mass
1: like, amnesia. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was so bizarre. I was like, how do you not know what a Dalek is? Don't you remember when it was over London? Don't you remember that other time when it was over London? Don't you remember that time <laughs> where it was, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> that was so
1: bizarre. I yeah. kind of like the episode. Now, um, you know, you had to have a little bit of willing suspension of disbelief to get into the Dalek outside of the shell, but the the idea of the Dalek controlling her was kind of cool, and I'm—I I was surprised they didn't kill her because I was worried for her for a yeah. while. Yeah, uh, and the stuff with the stuff with Ryan and and his dad worked for me. I really liked the conversation with Graham and Ryan's dad, where Graham wasn't—I mean, Graham wasn't judging him as much as asking him why didn't you come back for your own mother's funeral? Not just for you, I mean, not just for her, not just for your son, but for you. And that felt real to me. So even though even though I know some people have some agita about this season, overall, I really like Chipno as a showrunner. I, I think he gets people much better than Moffat and his crew did.
0: I think that overall this season, I think the storylines have actually been really much stronger than they've been in years. So I am a fan of the writing of this season. I just... You know, when you went for the Christmas special, or whatever, usually the episodes, there's something special about it. That's why it's a special, you know, so mm-hmm. it's really disappointing when the story is just kind of OK. Like, it felt like there's no reason why this episode couldn't have just been in the regular season. Yeah, that's all.
1: I, I, I don't disagree with you.
0: All right. Well, let's move no. on. Oh, wait, Greg, oh. Do you, oh, sorry. Greg didn't get to talk. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, um, I I wanted to say that I agree with both uh, Tom and Allison. Um, I liked um, I liked the Dalek out of the shell because I, I thought it was kind of something different. We've seen kind of the Dalek out of the shell before, but it was after Rose had like in, in, like uh, put her DNA like into the Dalek, and so the Dalek was kind of different. Um, but I like uh, the whole thing with the Dalek uh, being out of the shell and like controlling the human and everything I did while I was watching the episode. I thought the dialogue um, was kind of slow with regards to um, uh, his dad. Um, But I thought, I thought overall, I thought the episode was great. The the one thing that bothered me about the episode was um, there's still, you know, and I've said this on the podcast before, there's still some things that the new doctor is doing that, are kind of out of the doctor's character. And so I just kind of thought that, you know, what a previous doctor probably would have done is when the, when the Dalek made, you know, the ultimatum, and it's like, look, I want you to take me to the Dalek fleet. The doctor would have said, okay, I'm going to take you to the Dalek fleet. And then, you know, taking them to some place where there was like a, a Dalek graveyard or something. And they kind of explained to the, exactly, the Dalek.
0: Exactly. Cause all the Daleks are dead, right? Yeah. The, yeah. All the
3: Daleks are dead I, yeah. or whatever, but instead it really surprised me, and I thought it was out of the doctor's character to put um, the dad's life in danger by just like because the doctor knew that the Dalek was still attached. So why would you open up, you know, some, you know, airlock to suck the Dalek out into space when it's still attached to one of your companions' dads? I mean, I, I, it it was just out of character for me, and and there've been a few episodes when I think the doctor's just done stuff that's just. Out of character for any of the previous seasons.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
3: Yeah, I think I got that wrong.
0: What do you, he? It was attached to. Yeah, it was attached to the dad. It was, was
1: attached, attached to his dad. It was attached to
3: the dad.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and yeah, so the dad right. could have been the dad. Almost got sucked out in space. Oh yeah. And died. Almost, yeah. Yeah. I
2: actually thought that Dad was going to sacrifice himself to, you know, to make up for all the things he'd done before, and that was how he was going to redeem himself in the end. And I was surprised when that is not it didn't what happened. happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move. We got to move on. By the way, we got to keep moving. Um, agreed with every point, pretty much. Next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Titans, and we I know that happened. Oh, so last year. But we never got to talk about... So well before Christmas. <laughs> we never got to talk about the finale. Um, and Tom, you can lead us with that. What What did you think of the season and how it all ended?
1: All, uh, you know, it wasn't a perfect first season. I would give it ultimately a thumbs up. They made odd choices throughout, though and i think that when you've got four main characters and for two of them not to really understand who they are where they come from that was a bit much that's kind of and in the comics they didn't make that choice at all so it, it's the deviations from in the you adaptation know about Star process
0: starfire and raven
1: starfire and raven the fact yeah. that neither one of them where their comic book counterparts they knew exactly who they were and what they were i mean raven was the impetus for the new teen titans forming and she wasn't completely transparent about everything which you know becomes an issue but having the finale be this basically a dream sequence with trigon oh corrupting God. dick grayson i did not think that was a. I did not think that was a smart choice no. it was not a it would not have been necessarily a bad episode anywhere else in the run, but using that as the finale slash cliffhanger I thought was a bad idea. Just like, the, um, just like the Hank and Don, the episode that really goes into Hawk and Dove's backstory, that too would have been great anywhere else except for the penultimate episode of the show, of the season. So they just made weird choices throughout, which I thought was strange.
0: Right, corrupting Um, Dick Grayson. Like, I get the point of it, but the whole episode, because we as the audience know, none of this is real, you know? mm -hmm. Because we know none of it is real, it has no stakes. So we're watching this episode just going like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's get to the point. And then they don't get to the point until the last five minutes.
1: Yeah, And and the other problem with... Because of where this version of Dick Grayson is at the beginning, there's not that big of a move to corrupt him, because he's already you know cursing you know f Batman of course from the pilot. He's already you know you know stabbing bad guys in the eye with his Robin you know shrieking slash symbol. So to get him in the point where trying corrupts him, you know if if they had if they had that wasn't such a big stretch for him to go you know to take out Batman if Batman has really gone bad. So I, I just question some of the, you know, some of the tonal choices and some of the story choices they made overall. I think part of the problem is, once they learned, they once they got the early pickup for season two, they kind of got lazy and didn't realize, hey, season one really needs to be a complete dramatic unit. Right. Similar to how Arrow, instead of getting rid of, oh... Uh, the, the bad guy we all hate Diaz <laughs> instead of dispatching with Diaz at the end of last season they let him lapse over into this season it's like uh, it's lazy plot I think it's kind of lazy plotting every season needs to be a complete dramatic unit I mean I'll, I'll have did you-, you
0: know behind the scenes on Gotham for season three uh, remember those guys who were the owls there they wore those owl masks
1: oh did they have the court of owls on Gotham
0: yes they did So Uh. in Season 3, they had the Court of Owls, and they were going to carry them into Season 4, and they had written the the penultimate episode, and they sent it to the network, and the network was like, wait, you're going to carry these villains over? And they were like, yeah. And they were like, no, you're not. Go back and write this again.
1: Go fuck.
0: So they made them (laughs) rewrite two episodes. They had to go back two or three episodes to set them up to die at the end of Season 3. Because the network yeah. was like, no, we're not carrying these villains over, and it's just, and I think that that decision should have been made at CW as well.
1: Well, you mean by DC universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm talking. You were talking about uh, Arrow, but yes.
1: Oh, oh, and Arrow. Well, both both shows. Yeah, it's just you want the season to be complete. I mean, you know, Joss Whedon. That's one th- one of the things that he did that kind of change how we tell stories. You know on shows like this, is you have a big bad for a season <laughs> and then you end the season and move and they on. They go away, yes.
0: <laughs> so, all right, well, let's move on because I have no other further comments. Because I went from hot and cold on this show. Some episodes I hated, and some episodes, like, oh, this is really good. And then I would hate the next one, and then i am like, oh, this was really good. They really need, it was just, I think it was they so need even the- for me.
1: They need to plot it better. They need to plot their arc better, and they need to realize an episode should be a complete dramatic unit, and then the season should be a complete dramatic unit.
0: (laughs) Well, the way they were doing it it just didn't work for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was almost like a potpourri. All
0: right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Gotham. Hey! Uh, And this was the premiere of season five, and this is the last final season. It's only 13 episodes. So that means they got to make this plot move and sing and go. And I say, so are, go ahead.
1: What are they it? actually turning, you know, baby Bruce into Batman this year?
0: This season is called The Rise of the Dark Knight. <sighs> and you say baby Bruce, but the dude now is 6'1. He's yeah. he's,
1: a, he's a big dude now. So Oh yeah, because he was a, I mean, it's called puberty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, I was actually wondering, I was like, how did they luck out? They hired him when he was 10. How did they know he was going to be tall? Like, that's actually, it's pretty good because he is as big as the Dark Knight should be. He's not as broad yet, but that's fine because he's like 17, but he's as tall as he's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And he's, he's towering over everyone. It's great. I was like, wow. And, and so now when he does fight scenes... They they're starting to really look believable, you know? And um it's it's working out. I'm just like, wow, his genes worked out for
1: us. Um, <laughs> no.
2: the
0: only So thing it's is
1: the th- show watchable now?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I mean It's this, more than watchable. Yeah, I, I mean, th- yeah. I, I think it's a terrific show. I mean its first season, you know, had some problems tonally and, and you know, you still have the, the issue of of kind of a weak um main character in, in Jim Gordon. Gordon, Gordon because Gordon is not that great
1: he's supposed to be a supporting character yeah
2: Um, yeah and that well also because they've never really known what to do with him and they took away a lot of the things that make jim gordon jim gordon but um the thing is if you if you stop looking at that constantly and you look at all the other characters surrounding him and i mean all the other characters everyone else is on their a-game and it's just they're fantastically drawn characters Beautifully performed, and, and I think it's actually turned into an incredibly good show.
0: I'm, I'm liking where they're starting off this season, which is, it's actually a Batman story, so they're cheating a little bit. So uh, the
1: They've f- been doing Batman stories for four I years, know, that's, but this that's one's, the problem.
0: This one's <laughs> even more so, they, they have the faux Joker, he's going to become the Joker. He basically Faux Joker? Yeah, so he basically blew up all the bridges, so now Gotham is cut off. From the rest, they're the doing world. no man's land, they're doing no man's land. Yes, they're doing no oh man's my land. gosh, so they're doing that storyline. And so, they have people, but it what it is allowing to happen is that each one of the criminals so Penguin controls one section of Gotham, Riddler, Riddler actually, Riddler doesn't control anything right now.
2: Riddler's kind of a mess right now, yeah, although just... we've we've seen from the very beginning they have like a flash forward and he clearly gets it together at some point,
0: right? So they, um, they, they basically have every area of territory in Gotham is divided by the different criminal groups. And they're out of food and water and ammo and, and all of that. So the first episode really deals with what do you do with those kind of shortages? How do you protect civilians? What do you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's actually, I like where the story's going. And they're about to turn Selina into Catwoman. Like she's gotten, she's gotten uh, critically injured. And I'm pretty sure she's gonna die and come back. Mm. That they're about to do that that one. But they have all the characters in place. Everybody is pretty much who they're supposed to be, and Bruce is now wearing all dark leather. <laughs> like he's he's like so, so, so
1: it's it's fulfilled its potential to actually be the Batman version of Smallville.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, but except that I like him better than the Smallville guy. Yeah, right? I see. I thought- well, he's
1: a better actor.
0: Yeah, so I like him, <laughs> yeah. I like him better, and his relationship with Alfred is amazing. That is by far the highlight of this series. Is I love their relationship so much. Um, yeah, I
2: think Smallville actually just, you know, they constantly were, were having problems with what they wanted to do, and they were going back over the same material again and again and again. And I don't get that feeling with Gotham. There is definitely a forward momentum yeah, with this true. show. That's um, true,
0: because so, all his training was like season three, season four, he went with Rajah Ghul, he trained with mm-hmm. Rajagul. Ghul. So they did all of that stuff. I mean, well, did he get enough training to become Batman? Well, but they did at least... Just shy of that. They did at least have him go off to the mountains and they had him train with Raja and they had him go through all that stuff and become a really good fighter and then they sent him back and then he had to figure out how he fit in with his own life and then they had him kind of become the, the, the playboy millionaire where he's having all these parties. Though I thought the parties he was having considering he was only supposed to be like 14 or 15 was kind of ridiculous. But he was a billionaire, so, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, but, yeah, so they they kind of went through all the stages of his personality to where now he's like, okay, I'm serious now. Let's become Batman. He's got his bulletproof gear. He has, uh, what's Lucius, you know, outfitting him now.
2: Yeah, Lucius Fox. Yeah, yeah.
0: so he's, and the only thing he hasn't done is made who's himself playing... look like a bat. Who's,
1: who's playing Lucius Fox?
0: Ah,
2: uh, I can't think of that dude's name. He's good. you've seen him before. He's yeah. yeah. He's done a, a ton of things. Yeah, and, he's good,
0: uh, but I can't think of his name. And um, so they got it the dude all the dude from Homeland. From Homeland, I don't. Think Chris so. something. I don't. I, I stopped watching Homeland at season three. So if he was after season three, then I wouldn't. know. No,
1: anything. he was be- He was before that.
0: Then no, I don't think so. But my point is. I'd say from season three on, it got really pretty good. Like, I think the huh. first two seasons they stumbled, but by the time they got to season three, they introduced they because the whole Court of Owls was the beginning of season three, and then mm-hmm. that gets wrapped up and they introduced Raja Ghoul. Season four was all Raja Ghoul, and then because season three, they slowly introduced the idea of Raja Ghul. And he shows up by the end of season three. And then season four is all Raja And Who then, plays him? Oh, uh, Sadiq El-Fadil, or what's his name now? Alexander Sadiq. Ale- Alexander
1: Sadiq? Alexander Sadiq, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, yeah.
0: And he's good.
2: He's very he's good. Oh, he's, very
1: oh good. he's always been good. Yeah, he's,
0: yeah. So he's oh, good
2: oh and list, as for Lucius Fox, um, it's Chris Chalk. Yeah,
1: yeah that's the yes. guy from Homeland. So
2: okay. yeah, he's really good as Lucius. So everybody
0: is pulling it at 100%. But, like you said the the only weakness in the show is actually uh, Gordon, so if you ignore Gordon and which you start to be able to because they give Bruce a lot bigger storylines as he gets older and as he gets bigger and as he fights more,
1: he and gets as they bigger. can work him more <laughs>
0: yes, that's true too he gets he gets bigger and bigger storylines so
2: hmm. yeah, and all the villains are just re- played by remarkable actors, yeah. so you know I mean really, I think the the kid who plays um the proto joker and yeah who i assume will become the real joker he's amazing he is absolutely amazing um yeah yeah yeah. it's it's an incredible cast it really is you know all right we need to move on um but we're i'm giving it thumbs up me too Um,
1: i might have to check it out based on y'all's recommendations
0: all right next up uh, we're gonna talk about the blacklist and it was two episodes So, Greg, you said you think you watched the second episode, but uh, what do you remember happening in this episode of the blacklist of the new season?
3: Uh, Oh, well, um, they were going after... Yeah, my recall isn't so good. Uh, They were going after a... (laughs) The Corsican. What were they doing? They were going after a blacklister. The Corsican. uh, Yeah, the Corsican. And then... um, and did then, you, see, I did guess, you
0: see them chasing after the guy who does plastic surgery?
3: No. Oh, that I was the first episode. That okay. was part one. So oh, hold,
0: okay. hold, until we get okay, to I'll part hold. two. Okay, so Allison, part one, which was the whole big storyline that they're doing for this season is that, oh, what is her name? Uh, The main chick. Liz? Liz, thank you. Her and her faux sister, who I actually don't think is her sister,
2: um... Are well, half, half sister, I know, they but share that's a dad. well, that's there some
0: that's god knows thing. if they change that. Well, that's the thing, is I think that's
2: wrong. I think, and she's played by uh Brad Dorif's daughter, by the way. Oh,
0: that's and what she looks
2: like. It's constantly get you know, because she looks just like him, so that's it's really what's... distracting.
0: <laughs> I was I like, why it? does she look so weirdly familiar? Okay, well, my theory is that Liz is actually the imposter Red's daughter because. There's a scene in last season where both girls are in danger and Red only cares about saving Elizabeth. He does not care about saving the other girl at all. And that's when I was like, oh, that's not his daughter. And then when they give you this whole imposter thing, Red was really the other girl's father. And I was like, Elizabeth, obviously this Red, whoever this imposter guy is, is actually your father. Plus they did a DNA test and it was 99% sure that... She was his daughter. So, obviously, the...
2: Well, she was Reddington's daughter, but the DNA could be from someone else.
0: No, they got his DNA. That's how they did the test. They got his DNA tested... Whoever... Because he's been Raymond Reddington for 30 years, okay? And they got his DNA and tested it against hers, and it was a 99% match. They didn't test her against some old sample of Reddington that's 30 years old. They tested it against a new sample. So okay. that I think Elizabeth, Elizabeth is his daughter. And whoever he is, he's obviously not... We've established that he's not Raymond Reddington. But whoever he is, I think he really is her father. Uh, or, you know, whatever. And I think that those two girls are not actually sisters. They just think they are. Um... Anyway, that's my theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole premise of this whole season is now that they know he's an imposter, they want to figure out who he is really. And so it all leads up to Elizabeth sets him up because and gets him sent to jail because the whole point was that he keeps showing up and he keeps getting in the way of their investigation. So if we send him to jail, he'll be out of the way while we investigate, which in theory makes sense, <laughs> but then they forgot who Red is. I was like, Really?
3: Right. But before he got caught, there was that whole thing in the U.N., right? Because there was a bomb. Yeah,
0: that was a Corsican.
3: Yeah, and they had to get like an alcoholic bomb disposal guy to go and disable it.
2: (laughs) He's the guy who made the bomb. He supposedly made this genius bomb, but he's too alcoholic to know how to disable it. It's like, what? Really? You know, they do things like this on the show. The thing is,
0: they were trying to make it tense, but I'm like, everyone in this room is the star of the show. This bomb Nobody's is not going off. I was like, this bomb is not going off.
3: Well, but, you know, Reddington is, is like the king of having some big distra- distraction go on somewhere so that he can go and do something somewhere else. And so I actually thought that that was just a distraction and there was something that he needed to get out of the UN. No, building. but
0: he was just playing around in the UN. He was just giving fake speeches, which he is just hilarious. He wanted yeah. to give
3: a speech. But, I mean, that speech was kind of intended for Liz because he's basically saying... Does it really matter who I am as long as uh, it's it's who you make yourself to be? Right. Um, But I guess
0: she thinks that he knows that she knows. But I don't think he does. Not yet. I think he will very soon figure that out because his whole thing is there are not that many people who could have betrayed him. So whoever betrayed him was really close to him. So. You know, the thing is,
2: it's such a stupid idea to put him away because he is going to find out. I mean, she put away Red, but she didn't put away Dembe, and and you know from having watched the show before that Dembe will move heaven and earth to to, get him out. to help. Yeah, exactly. He'll do everything to not only free him but find out who it was who betrayed him, and he's not in jail. So this was like the dumbest plan ever.
0: Well, the plan, it was not to leave him in jail. It was just to temporarily put him in jail for a minute. And she thought that he would be using all his energy to get out. But he's like, I already have a plan for that. He was like, I already knew that at some point I might end up in jail. So I had like 10 plans, A, B, and C to get me out of jail. He's like, I'm not worried about getting out of jail. I just want to figure out who betrayed me. And that's all he's thinking about. Mm -hmm. And she was like totally freaked out by that. Which I thought was appropriate. That is your appropriate that is the appropriate response. It was
2: appropriate, but it was something that you should have thought of beforehand because and this is this is what kills me about the show and the reason that I'm only watching for James Spader, really, because all the other characters are morons. And (laughs) and they're constantly doing stupid things. The I you know, I would prefer if the show if you're gonna have this super smart lead character, and I know I've talked about this before, but if if you're going the only way to really make him look that brilliant is if you have people who are who are brilliant in the rest of the show you know they're they they, they, made maybe smart decisions they do capable things and instead they're just a, a you know crowd of clowns most of the time but
0: they do have villains that he's had to go against who are just as smart as him they've done that villains but
2: none of the good guys that's the thing it's like all the FBI are totally incompetent and idiotic (laughs) and and Liz you know I think you could put her brain in a teacup and still have room for a spoon
0: well the thing is they, they try to make it seem like she's learned to be brilliant at his feet and she has learned to lie as well as him
2: but not very well. It's like he walks in the door and, and the first thing she does is start complimenting him on how much weight he lost. When has she ever done that? It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not nervous at all. Oh, you look great, dad. <laughs> <You>
3: look, what? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That,
0: that was bad. bad. <laughs> that was bad. But normally I'd say she was doing a good job, but I'm, I'm enjoying the blacklist. I will say I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. Um, and it is kind of brainless fun, but I'm having fun yeah. watching it. So No,
2: I I am I, I enjoy it too, but I enjoy it for James Spader and I kind of endure I, fast forward I through the like, rest.
0: I like Liz when she's with him. If she's in the same room as him, I'm thoroughly enjoying her. It's only when she goes off with her other FBI friends who are super idiots, it's like she becomes dumb when she's with them. And she's only smart when she's with, him, with, with uh, Red. And I... Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Young Justice. When I say we, I mean Tom. All right, so Tom, tell us, what is the deal with Young Justice and its new season?
1: Young Justice Season 3, subtitled Outsiders. It is a continuation of uh, Young Justice, which ended a two-season run on Cartoon Network several years back. And then the ratings were great. Or the ratings Uh, It did well on Netflix, and then rather than uh, make new episodes for Netflix, Warner Brothers Animation decided to make new episodes for DC Universe. Um, The first three episodes kind of function as, for lack of a better word, kind of a pilot. There's been a slight time jump, a two year time jump. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Basically, the What's kind of cool is one of the themes of this season is there are the bad guys are trafficking metahumans, and the the center of this uh, trafficking ring seems to be the country of Markovia, which is where the uh, uh, name that his
0: name lives. He uh, the the Doomsday guy, guy with the mask. What's his name? Who? The guy Markovia, I thought he's the guy that's. Never mind. You tell. I'm going to stop interrupting. No. Uh, uh,
1: it's where it's where, uh, there. Brion Markov is one of the one of the princes, and his brother Gregor is the crown prince. And um, stuff happens, in in the course of these episodes, but uh, Brion Markov will be eventually known as Geoforce, whose sister Terra is known to New Teen Titans and animated Teen Titans fans as uh, as somebody with a secret. <laughs> but anyway, they're setting that up and it was kind of cool. Also, in the first episode, um, based on the events, Lex Luthor is now the Secretary General of the UN.
0: Oh, and so evil! Evil, I say! He, he,
1: he is using his position to hamstring the JLA and Batman and some others are so angry that they quit. And uh, because of something that happens, Black Lightning does resign from the league, but he also does not decline to join Batman's whatever Batman's trying to do. And for those hardcore comic book fans, there was a long uh, there was a, a a companion book to the New Teen Titans back in the eighties called Batman and the Outsiders, where Batman forms his own team. Which includes Geo Force and Black Lightning and others, but it seems like they're going to be introducing a lot of the heroes from that team and working them in. I mean, there's so much story going on, and they—I think they have like a 26-episode pickup for season for season three, which is why we're getting three episodes at a time. So there's tons going on, but they're just—they're moving fast and furiously. Robin, actually, uh, sorry, not Robin. Dick Grayson slash Nightwing is taking a leave of absence from uh, the team, Young Justice, to go be on his uh, other show. No, <laughs> no, but he does. He does put together a team of renegades, so they can't. So, completely unsanctioned team to go to crack down on this metahuman smuggling ring in Markovia. So, uh, lots of interesting developments. It's really well done. Don't be put off. It's it's uh, the original series was already kind of dark. We're not talking Titans dark, but still, for something that ran on the Cartoon Network, ostensibly geared toward kids, it was kind of dark. With now that they're on DC Nation, (laughs) it's 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 darker. Again, not Titans dark, but still dark for an animated show. But totally watchable. Very good. uh, Not pandering the lowest common denominator, and it moves. Tons of heroes. And it really picks up where uh where season two left off. We don't know exactly the tie in the, the big revelation at the end of season two is the bad guys were loosely assorted uh, loosely affiliated with a group called the Light. And then oh, they wait, had a season. That side- was in
0: season one. That was season one with the light, yes.
1: Do you care that I'm gonna spoil something that yeah. doesn't get revealed to the end of season? <laughs> Season two. Oh,
0: uh, uh, yes, I do. because this, this is one. an old
1: show. Yeah, I just started watching it. Rosebud is a sled, by the way. <laughs> what? Basically, we at the, end, the big revelation at the end of season two was who Don't the lights... Don't tell me! See- I'm not going to tell you. Let me finish. The big revelation <laughs> at the end of season two was they finally tell you who the lights' silent partner is and it's a doozy and then the show was canceled. Oh, now with season three, we don't we haven't seen this character yet. However, comma, just from the opening credits, you know, he's behind all a lot of the bad stuff happening. Okay. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Livia finish.
0: I'm <laughs> watching, I'm watching a couple episodes a day. That's how I'm doing
1: it. Yeah, no, okay. it's, it's really well done. And the same voice cast, too. All
0: right, cool. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Travelers. Uh, I think we talked about the first couple episodes of Travelers in the last podcast, I think.
2: Yeah, Greg? I think we did. Greg, it, yeah, because yeah.
0: we stopped where you were. We we stopped on whatever yeah. episode. You, but you finished, right?
3: Yeah, because I remember saying, uh, but the real question is, uh, can a vegan eat wild rabbit roasted over an open flame? Yeah. Oh,
0: right. That was the. Uh, by
3: a Bulgarian serial killer. <laughs>
0: right, right. That was the episode with the little girl that everybody was trying to kill. Was No, little boy? little boy little boy everyone was trying to kill wow you know what i've dude i watched traveler so fast i don't actually i remember the last episode but i don't really remember everything that happened in between it was it's like now a blur because i watched it so fast
3: ah what did
0: you what did you think of the season as a whole
3: the hazards of binging
0: yes this is true (laughs)
3: um yeah i thought it was great um you know, they they kinda got themselves uh it, it kinda escalated because um, you know, you got the other faction that is was moving against the director and um and so you kinda hear about them and they and they kind of, you know, have some influence like uh you know, in early on, but then it just kinda escalates uh to the point where they get a hold of like nuclear weapons and they're just blowing up stuff and um and the uh, traveler, who's the, I, I guess, do they call him the historian or the librarian or something? The historian. Yeah, historian, yeah. So he can see, like, multiple timelines, and he's, yeah, saying, and
0: he's going crazy because he can see all these timelines. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I guess the one kind of plot point that I didn't really get was, you know, we had the, like, the bad boy, alcoholic boyfriend who was, like, driving his kid around in the back of the car, drinking. Oh, that's right. And then, and then he got a character lobotomy, which was great because they just like overwrote him, which is fantastic. And I was like, okay, great. So he's gonna he's gonna be like part of the team, and he's gonna help out. And then, just a, like a few episodes later, he gets, I, I guess, you know, the, overwritten
0: again.
3: Uh, overwritten again, yeah. One yeah. just kind of like overwrites him, but it wasn't really apparent that that happened until later, right? Or until like the last episode or something. So I mean, that was a little confusing, but. Um the the only part that was kind of it was kinda of heart wrenching was, you know, the fact that um you know the you know the zero zero one kinda of gets um uh, gosh, I can't remember the character's name, but you know, it was the the you know other boyfriend, um who's kinda of like uh kept out in the dark. Um but he was like the Oh, David? yeah Oh the social, when he
2: gets killed.
3: Yeah, the social, yeah. And so, yeah, he gets kind of sucked into this whole war between the factions and gets, you know, taken to, uh, you know, one of the director's archives and, and and gets, you know, sort of killed, but then. Well, he's I, well, exposed he,
2: to radiation.
0: Yeah, he, well, he gets yeah. shot first, and he's, and yeah, he's shot, killed, and the first. nanites heal him, and then he gets exposed to radiation, and then he dies.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of. You know that was kind of heart wrenching because it's like that was
0: kind of extra. I was like, I didn't need all that. <laughs> you,
3: well, know? <laughs> you know, yeah, the fact that he got pulled into that, and uh, you know, I mean, I think many of the episodes were just someone who was having uh, health issues, like laying on a table. It seemed like there was just one person right after the other, um, and they kind of established that if you jump around too many times. Um, that you will eventually develop some sort of like brain cancer or or, or brain. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, It's it's like an Alzheimer's kind of thing. That was right. Trevor's. That was what was happening to Trevor.
3: Yeah, so that uh, does put limits on what they can do. But I like the fact that at, at the end of the season, finally, you know, they they realize the director is like, I give up. And since I can uh, throw people back in time, I can just. Do something different and pick another timeline and see if that actually works. Right. And so you just get this uh, this Omega initiative where you just figure out that the director is like has abandoned the timeline. And so you know you think that the characters are just going to kind of live out the rest of their days uh, in the timeline, but then they come up with a harebrained scheme to you know jump back in time and try to fix things again.
0: Well, so because the you know, point well, where I knew that they were going to have to reset time was because when the boyfriend dies, I was like, oh, that sucks. But then mm-hmm. she died, too. Is it Carly? No, it's not Carly. It's, yeah. Well, uh, everything was becoming
2: yeah. Marcy. Um, uh, Marcy Marcy's
3: who. Uh, yes. Marcy killed yeah.
2: herself. Yeah. Yeah. Once Marcy but, killed herself, I was like, oh, we're going to have to reset. Yeah, well, because everything, the thing is, I started to think that they were working toward a reset. First of all, they've already established in the previous season that that's possible to do when they had that Episode that was where they're standing by the lake, and and it keeps getting reset, yeah, Yeah, over and over and over again until they finally are able to survive. So that's possible to do. We've seen, but um, when everything just started absolutely going to hell, and there are cities that are being blown up, and characters that we love who are dying in front of us, or who are going to die slowly in a horrible way, and you know it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until you realize this has got to reset. Or it's just you know it's just too terrible for work. <laughs> um, so the thing that, that that I liked is that they went back to the very beginning of of where all this happened and prevented zero zero one from ever arriving, right. um, which I thought was great. Well, the thing that I'm curious about it's like how much of this because because he la- he he came back in time significantly before that happened. Right. So how much was changed? are just the towers just... even actually yeah are the towers even actually going to fall this time or is, you know is is he going is he sacrificing himself or is he going to be able to just you know walk out of there and live his life um so i i don't know it, it i guess it depends whether the show gets continued for another season or not where they go with this yeah,
0: well cuz yeah it could be the series finale is they've reset the whole timeline yeah. boom okay but yeah and they made be sure really to sad give sad because, because... That means Marcy stays the way she was, and then yeah. Well, no, they
2: showed they showed her that because she remember what made her have have cognitive issues was her, uh, she had she had encountered zero zero one, and he ran tests on her and destroyed her her mind. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yeah. So so when they meet on the bus, that really is the. I mean, that's not Traveler. Well, actually, we don't know if that's Traveler, Marcy or or the original no, Marcy. No, the original
0: Marcy cuz no travelers if you take out 001, then no travelers would come after necessarily.
2: Well, it's eh, I don't know, it's possible, depends on whether that actually changed the timeline significantly or not cuz they still want to change their future. So, um it's it it's it's questionable which Marcy that is, but the, you know, she she in this version is healthy and, you know, they meet cute on a bus. So, you know, the, it did feel like
0: it. a season finale or series
2: finale. It, it did feel like a series finale. And I guess it's it's whether they feel like doing another season or not. If they didn't, I mean, it still leaves a bunch of things open, a bunch of que- questions still to yet to be answered because we don't know really what happened in the final timeline. But, um, yeah, you know, if they if they want to end it like this, I'd be satisfied.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but it even it even leaves the door open that if they wanted to have a, a different storyline with travelers, they could, they could do it. That too. They, they could do it with different actors. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All, right. They could. All right. Let's move on. Um thumbs up. We're saying thumbs up for travelers. Next yeah. up we're gonna I'm gonna talk about runaways because you losers didn't watch runaways. Oh, I can't it. Anyways We can't
1: subscribe up. to every streaming service, Libya.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um but I watched season two of Runaways with my mom, yay, over the holidays. But I'll only talk about the first half of the season because I know that hopefully by the next podcast, more of you will have watched more Runaways. (laughs) Um, So the first part of the season, which I was surprised by, if, if you finish first season, they leave it pretty much on this huge cliffhanger where all the kids finally run away.
2: And, right. and i rough. did see I did see first season, I just haven 't gotten around to watching second yet,
0: yeah, and second season they pretty much resolve most of season one storyline by the first half because the whole thing is Jonah, the alien guy who wants to dig that hole, is obviously the bad guy, and what are we going to do to defeat Jonah, and mm-hmm. the first half of the season is all about because Carol carolina who's the glow girl finds out that Joan is her father and he contacts her and he's like, don't you want to know about your powers, how you, how they work, who you are, blah, blah, blah. So she starts the kids in the first episode, go through a bunch of stuff, trying to live on the street and how difficult it is. And then they find the secret buried mansion in the hills of Hollywood, as you do. And, um, they are camping out there. And for some reason it has running water And they figure out how to get it electricity. And so now they have their hideout. And everybody's all like, no more secrets because our parents lied to us. So we're not going to lie to each other. We're going to be great people. First thing that happens is Carolina goes out, sneaks out, and starts meeting with her dad to find out about her powers. Second thing is Alex goes out and meets with the gangster who was trying to blackmail his dad because he's like, enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so he gets money from that guy. So now they have money. Um, So that, you know, he'll, he could, you know, they're, they're trying to take the dad down. It's going to be great. And of course the dad can offer a better bribe than the kid can. So the criminal basically turns on Alex and turns him in in exchange for a a strip mall. So there you go. Uh, So, but the main focus of the first half of the season is how are they going to defeat Jonah? And it all comes down to this big showdown. And what I really liked in the first half of the season is the parents realized how much Jonah had lied to them and they all band together to try to defeat Jonah themselves. And so each one of them is coming up with secret weapons to fight Jonah and the kids are coming up with secret weapons to fight Jonah and they all end up at the dig site at the same time. And Jonah's like, screw you guys, I'm going to want... Because the thing is... They were worried that whatever's at the bottom of the pit was going to cause a huge earthquake and destroy California. And Jonah kept saying, oh, no, they don't understand my science. It's going to be fine. And then finally, when they get to the pit, he was like, oh, yeah, it's totally going to blow up California. But who cares? I get to launch my ship. So it, what's great is they, all the different parents have like some secret weapon that will help disable the ship. And everybody ends up coming together to blow the ship up. And so at the end of the day, the ship gets blown up. Nico finds out, uh, because the big secret was, who killed Nico's sister? Because I think in the first season, they showed that she got a text, that he's on his way, get out of there. And you don't know who it is that ends up killing her. Spoiler alert, it's Jonah. So once Nico finds out Jonah's the one that killed her sister, then it's on. And she's got really good with that witch wand thing. And it's a huge battle. The battle's great. And Jonah gets skewered. It's awesome. So I was like, oh, this is the end of second season, right? Because I thought it was going to be a short season. And it's like, oh, that was just the end of episode seven or episode eight. And there's like six or seven more episodes left. And I was like, well, I don't understand. What, what, What are we doing now? Because all of first season was all about all these kids being sacrificed to bring Jonah back so Jonah could do whatever his master plan is. They reveal what his master plan is. And now we have to defeat him. And everybody comes together and they actually work together to defeat him. But it was so weird because everyone had the same plan, but not everybody was talking to each other. So they all planned to sabotage and betray Jonah, but not everybody had been talking to each other. So it was a weird, uncoordinated, coordinated attack. So, yeah, I I thought that up to that point, that's all I'm going to talk about in this podcast, was I think up to episode 7. Um, that I really enjoyed. I thought that Carol... I liked that how Carolina was divided because she spent all this time with Jonah and he was being really nice to her and teaching her her powers. But everybody else kept saying how evil he was, but she didn't really want to believe it at this point. But then she finds out that he killed, uh, Nico's sister and then she's like, oh, I guess he's evil. So it was all good stuff. I, I really enjoyed... The first half. The second half is a different story. It's not that it's bad, but it's different. It's a, it's kind of a different storyline. It kind of changes gears. So I'll talk about that on the next podcast, hopefully. All right. Next up, well, we're
3: going to talk whether about- or not whether or not I can watch it. Uh, kind of depends on when uh, Star Trek Discovery comes back. Because see, I'll have to shift my money from Hulu to CBS. Star Trek comes back. Star Trek
0: comes back January. 17th I was gonna
1: say 14th or 17th 17th I think I think 17th
0: so you have like two weeks so hurry up watch faster week and a half all right next up we're gonna talk about uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch and this was the big choose your own adventure episode of Black Mirror and I will say this off the top which is the whole choose your own adventure aspect of it was pretty cool Like, I like the concept of it. I was like, oh, this reminds me of when I was a kid. And I read all those Choose Your Own Adventure books. And you get to choose the music that's the the background soundtrack of what's happening for the next little bit. And do you go one way? Do you go talk to the psychiatrist? Do you go talk to your friend? Which one's going to lead you to whatever? And if the story had ended better, I probably would have gone back and watched it again. Because there was the point where... Your dad's trying to get you to talk to the psychiatrist, but then you see the 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 programmer guy walk down the street, and that was an obvious divide point that they don't let you go back and do immediately, and that whole storyline is takes you into whole the multiverse and all this other stuff which doesn't pay off so I kind of wish that I could have gone back and gone and talk to the psychiatrist to see where that storyline went but Oh, my overall my overall problem was I didn't feel like it ended well and I watched about 6 or 7 of the endings
3: oh you, you actually oh. went back for more
0: well there's a point
3: <laughs> where oh, i, I just did and stopped and then i'll if i care i'll go back and do another storyline i didn't go back and try different endings
0: oh i cuz what it did was when i finished it let me rewind. It said you could go to credits or rewind. So I rewound and did something else. And then I did oh. that. What I felt, what frustrated me was the part where I was in the story where your character's really agitated and he wants to attack his dad. It's like, kill your dad. Stab him in the face. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to calm down. So then I, exactly. did the, I did the calm down and then it rewound me and made me do something else. And then when I came back... Both of, my to options, kill your dad again. both of my options were to kill my dad. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and and then if you kill your dad, you end up in jail. Like, of course you do. Uh, and I just felt like it cornered me in a way that didn't make sense. You know, exactly. like it shouldn't have, it should have been, you know, if you pick this, the, the avenue of calming yourself down and taking deep breaths, then there should have been another arc another branch and it was like mm-hmm. they ran out of they ran out of ideas where to go with that branch so they it's like, you back and make you do the ending they want you to do
1: it's it's yeah. like they have daddy issues and you cannot
3: get out of this until you kill your father right. It's like thank you Oedipus. Yes. i didn't actually kill, i didn't actually kill my father though
0: how did you so, what
3: yeah. So my actually storyline was, yeah, when I was going through, first of all, I didn't want to talk to the psychiatrist because I'm like, this is boring. I want to get into some action. And then, and then right after I said no, they were like, are you sure you don't want to talk about your mother? I know you want to talk about your mother. And then they gave me the choice again. I'm like, no. And so I went through, I went through some storylines and I got the, the whole thing with the kill your dad. I'm like, no, I'm not killing my dad. That was kind of stupid. I'm just having an argument with him.
0: Exactly, um, and I chose not to do but, that and, too, but then it circled me back and yeah. gave me two choices. Both of them were kill my dad.
3: Well, the way it circled me back, I mean, I knew that I was losing choices when, because um, I had, I at one point had a choice to take my pills or not take my pills. Oh, and then, I
0: didn't have that choice. They, and then both I chose, of my choices were... Flush them down the toilet or throw them in or the trash. Or flush them,
3: or throw, yeah, yeah, throw them in yes. the trash. Yeah, so when it circled back around and it didn't give me a choice, I'm like, oh, okay, I see how this is going. But I ended up going to the psychiatrist, talking about my mom, going back in time and changing um, history by, like, going through a mirror. Yeah, I and did then, that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which ended up leaving me dead. Yes. And so, and so <laughs> that's how I ended it.
0: Yes, <laughs> I, that's one of the endings. I did that. I like that ending the best, actually.
1: I I was my wife and I watched or played this. Uh, I was under I mean, the technology was cool, but the storyline was was lame.
0: Yeah, it didn't have any and, branches.
1: And I don't care how many permutations they claim it gives you when you keep getting forced into making the same choice, whether that's throwing out your meds or killing your dad or whatever. I'm like, no, it's I. I think part of the problem is it seems like they just took they, the person who wrote this script did not really understand how a choose your own adventure is supposed to work.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you're not you're not supposed to force people to do what you want them to do. You're supposed to allow them to do, you know, and some of the things as frivolous as the breakfast cereal or what to listen to on the radio. I mean, I don't know. I was just underwhelmed. Right.
0: Well, because once it got after to After a big...
1: while, it's just... After a while, I'm just like, can we be done with this? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm bored.
0: Right. And that's it's...
1: the worst kind of video game ever, <laughs> right. is to be like, I'm bored. <laughs> I, got, it's just, I, got,
0: I got frustrated because it didn't let me keep taking my pills. It gave me... And I was like, well, if I'm going to stop taking my pills, obviously I don't want to throw them in the trash because somebody's going to see them. So I want right. to flush them. I flush them, but then you start acting more irrationally. But you're right; it should have given you the only the thing that frustrated me was there was when I go and I met with the programmer. I go meet with him in his apartment, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to take this LSD?" And I was like, "No," and and it was like, "Say yes or no." And I said no. But see, that's the thing that frustrated me is I said no, right? And what he does then is he slips it in your drink anyway.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. And
0: so I was so like, you have you your choice it? of
2: A, you have your choice of A or A2.0.
0: Right. It's like
2: come on. So so I have
0: to be high for this conversation to happen. So they basically what it feels to me is they only shot it once. And the only thing that they adjusted was he hands you the drink and gives you the LSD or he hands you the drink and slips it into your drink. So that's the only thing they reshot. So to me that means they didn't have enough budget to really shoot real alternate versions So it so it doesn't real as much as it says it gives you a choice. It doesn't really give you a choice,
3: right? Oh, by the Uh, way, who who did you pick to jump off the roof?
0: uh, not me. I picked the other (laughs) dude.
3: Yeah, we we we, we picked the dude.
0: By the
1: way, do you know he quit Twitter because he's because of the backlash from fans? I read that. Who who quit Twitter? The guy who plays the uh, the programming prodigy.
0: Well, what? Why? What kind of backlash? What are you talking about? I he was
1: being trolled. Apparently, he was being trolled on Twitter
0: for what?
1: I don't know. Because
0: <laughs> I was like, I watched it. I wasn't <laughs> mad at him.
1: Well, he, he Yeah. Well, I, I read the I read the article by him or the the article. Will Poulter is the actor's name, but he quit Twitter because, evidently, he was sick of you know troll comments. That's so it, very weird. strange. This is why we can't have nice things.
0: Thank you. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, I wasn't mad at him. He was fine. Yeah. Uh, I was mad and at the... People st- are crazy. I was mad at the writers and not giving us a, a good alternate endings. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Watch it at your own peril. Actually, I would say, watch the first 20 minutes and just see how the alternate, like, choose your own adventure part works. That's the best part, is just to kind of see how it works. But then after that, just stop. It's just like, it's not... Yeah. Right
1: and if you want to see all it, the it, endings, it,
0: someone has it on YouTube.
1: If, and, and if you're playing it more than an hour and a half, you're wasting your time.
0: Yes. Um, so, Tom, you wanted to talk about the very handsome Christmas guy.
1: <laughs> there's, there's, Netflix decided to uh, compete with Hallmark this year with making holiday movies. And the one that's a real charmer is called The Christmas Chronicles, starring yeah. Kurt Russell. Uh, Oliver Hudson, his stepson has a cameo in it and his wife, real life wife, Goldie Hahn, shows up at the very end as Mrs. Claus, but it's a charming, uh, it was produced by Chris Columbus. So it's got a very home alone vibe to it, but it's just a fun comic romp and Kurt Russell's a hoot and a half. Yeah. And some, some, uh, some people have nicknamed him hot Santa. <laughs> so Greg, what did you think?
3: Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, it was a little sad because, you know, the storyline is that, you know, these kids, um, you know, their dad was a police officer and apparently must have been killed in line of duty. And so they're spending they're having to spend their first Christmas without a firefighter. Uh, oh, he was a firefighter. OK. Oh, yeah. He was um, he, went, he ran in to save someone and I guess was killed or something. So it, it's it kind of starts off kind of a sad sort of tone. Um, but then, you know, they end up you know meeting, you know, Kurt Russell is Santa Claus and they're going around and, and apparently because of their mischief of trying to videotape Santa, uh, coming in to give them presents and they, they sneak onto a sleigh and, and pandemonium ensues and reindeer go off one way and the, the sleigh gets like destroyed and <laughs> they like,
0: ruined Christmas
3: and Santa, Santa ends up in jail, like singing, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
3: uh, which was just, which was a, just a great, uh, uh, that that whole the whole scene uh, with Santa getting arrested and then uh, talking to the the cop and he's like he starts pulling like toys out of out of his robe and it's like these are the uh, the the five toys that you really wanted when you were growing up and uh, <clears throat> couldn't convince uh, the police officers that you know if they didn't let him go and uh, get a sleigh back and deliver presents to all the kids there would that, be no Christmas. The Christmas cheer, there's like a Christmas cheer meter, and it was going down, but um, and everyone and it was going to cause more uh, violence and chaos across the city. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good um, storyline, and you know the ending was great because uh, you know they got to go on a great adventure, they got to save Christmas, and then you know at the end they you know spend Christmas with their mom and uh, all together uh, Christmas. Uh, having a great christmas day so it was it was a good movie
0: tom anything to add
1: no he got it
0: <laughs> all right uh next up we're going to talk about bird box since everyone in the world apparently saw this movie it, it i did
1: not see it
0: <laughs> it was it, nope. it said 45 million people in the u.s watched it in seven days which is a record
1: yeah, I, I love how Netflix only releases ratings when they're really good and they right. feel like it, <laughs> otherwise you don't hear a peep from them.
0: <laughs> That's true. But this time they were like, look, 45 million, baby. Um, <laughs> and what's so crazy I, is they said there are people that are going to that house and they're taking pictures and they're blindfolding their children. And, oh and, and, and Netflix actually had to come out with a statement telling people not to do dangerous things while blindfolded. Like, that is a real tweet that they sent out.
1: I've heard it's like a quiet place, except for instead of making noise, it's seeing.
0: Well, the thing, yes, that is the very overall, really wide definition. But it's it's instead of, you know, in a quiet, have you seen A Quiet Place, Tom?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Okay, so A Quiet Place is an alien invasion, and they go around just eating everyone. And if you make a noise, they'll find you and eat you. In this show, it's like more of a demon than an alien.
2: Well, um, you know, they don't really define what it is. They don't really tell events. you
0: exactly, but yeah. it feels more demonic. Uh, so basically the deal is if you see them, they basically kind of can possess you or you, you see something so beautiful that it makes you kill yourself. So whoever Or horrible. Or I got hor- the
2: impression that everybody saw something different.
0: Right. That's why I kind of thought it was like more Possession. Because their eyes change. Like, when you see it, it changes. Your eyes get all weird. And what was the most interesting, actually, are the people who, if you're insane and you see it, it doesn't make you kill yourself. It makes you want to make everyone else see it. So you have people who are not blindfolded, who are going around trying to find people who are blindfolding themselves and making them, like, see the light. And those guys were actually scary. Like, they were scarier than, like, the demons sometimes. Except in the woods, when that scene at the end, when they're running through the woods trying to listen for the birds. Oh, my God, that was so tense. Um, Yeah. But I actually thought Sandra Bullock did a great job. um, And her distance and loneliness that they really kind of established very early in the movie really works for how she behaves when they do the time jump. Because there's basically... There's the timeline of right when it happens, and you're you're seeing that all happen slowly, like in regular time. And then you also have, like, a future timeline, which is about five years in the future, and how she's behaving then. And I thought that, that all of that was done really well. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will have to say, though, it is very tense. Like, The Quiet Place was tense, too, but I felt this was very, very... like. And then me and my brother, we were going to do something, and we were trying to decide who was going to do it, and and my brother looks at me very seriously, and he goes, I'll look. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized what he was saying, and I just started laughing. So basically, if you say you'll look, you're saying you will sacrifice yourself. Um. But that becomes like that moment, and the thing that's so terrifying about that moment is just the children that are like, "I'll look, no, I'll look, and I'm like, "No, babies, neither of you look, oh my God, it was so tense um but i thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed the story. The only thing is if you expect them to tell you who and what the demon is, they're not just like in the quiet they're not going to do it you you get no explanation of where those demons or aliens or whatever they are come from but it doesn't matter because it's the story about who the survivors become and how they survive yeah but it's 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 done really well i thought it was done really well so uh, allison your thoughts
2: um well you know i i I watched this only because you said we were going to be covering it in the podcast but so i wasn't really looking forward to it but it actually turned out to be more entertaining than i was expecting it's it's derivative yes and you know it's it's not like the greatest thing i've ever seen but it was extremely well done they've got a collection of actors in it who are terrific and sandra bullock gives it her all the the girl who plays the little girl yeah. The little kid, she's absolutely marvelous. Yeah. she was she was so fantastic. And she's like when, five. When, she's five years old, and she was great. I know she's little, and her her expressions were just amazing. When yeah. when she's talking to her about you know well one of us is going to have to look, and they're focusing on the little girl, and you see this look of doom on her face. <laughs> she knows well because the group, she, she knows she's she, going to be the sacrifice. Yes, yeah, so what's
0: so great about it is. She was like, I'll decide who looks. I'll decide who looks. And you see the
2: little girl. And she's like, crap. She's like, it's going to be it's me. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, I mean, she's got this look of I am doomed. You know, <laughs> I am dead now. I am I am one of the the sailing dead. They, yeah. Basically, that's it. Um, so she was fantastic. I, I don't know where they found her, but she was absolutely wonderful. Um, but the, uh, I mean, the storyline, you know, we've seen this kind of thing before. Yes, it's very much like the kind of thing with the quiet place except with you know you can't see things because if you see them it makes you suicidal and it seemed to me sort of i got more of an alien invasion vibe from it simply because it was like the first wave is it makes everybody suicidal and then to pick off the stragglers later on they've switched to making some people homicidal so you know they're going to seek out the people who are blindfolded and make them see. And then the very last one, it's like, okay, well vision didn't work. So we're going to have auditory hallucinations and start calling. That was, that was
0: the part in the forest that scared the crap out of me because it was so really terrifying. That was so scary.
2: There's a lot of tension. It builds up extremely well. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, you know, that from the beginning, who's going to get picked off because you, you've everything is told in flashback from the point where you see uh sandra bullock and the two kids so you know it's going to eventually work down to just, just the three of them. yeah well yeah the, the but the three how they get there is still interesting and yeah. you do get attached to a lot of the characters uh especially the tom who's you know becomes her her significant other um and i i just think that it's, it's very very well done it's not like mind blowing, it doesn't create whole new vistas. It does not change and... cinema, no. No, it does not. But if you want to be entertained and see something that's, you know, a good thriller kind of thing for and you know, for about two hours, that's yeah that feels mean
0: feel watch that instead of Bandersnatch. Like for real. <laughs> like it's 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 a really well told story. Sandra Bullock does a great job. Those kids are amazing. Though the boy didn't actually impress me till the end. Like, no, he, he the boy doesn't, doesn't say anything. He didn't do anything. I was like, why is he a statue? But then at the <laughs> end, he gets to to emote and do things. And I was like, oh, okay. But I think he was just, I mean, as legitimately as they all should be, he was just scared. Um, mm. But yeah, Sandra Bullock did great. The guy playing Tom did great. He's from, Moon, he's from Moonlight. That's where he's from. I couldn't figure out where he was know. from. Because I was like, this guy's really familiar. Why do I know this guy? He's from Moonlight. He's the... Oldest version of the guy in Moonlight. Oh, wow. Um, so he does a great job. He was really, really good.
1: Sandra Bullock hooks up with a brother named Tom? Yep. Ooh, I must <laughs> check that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. Um, though my brother was upset about at the very end because, you know, she's calling the kids boy and girl because she does. They're five years old and she won't name them because she's assuming they're going to get killed. Yeah, so she won't name them for the longest time. And then when she finally names them, she he was so mad about the girl's name because the mom very clearly said what the girl's name was supposed to be. She was like, I'm going to name her blah, blah, blah. And then when we get to
2: the end. Well, she, she came up with a bunch of Disney princess names was what she true. did. That's true. But and she so was... instead of that, she named her after the, the woman herself. Yeah, but it did feel like it was wrong.
0: I was like, Ella. She should be Ella. Come on. And she, she named and Malik was like, movie was ruined. <laughs> he was I don't know, like, because she named her after her mother. Well, so. no, I do. I get it. I get it. But I was disappointed, too. I was like, oh, yeah, OK. I was like, oh,
2: that been I name. just I thought it was silly because, I mean, I, I could see her not wanting to name the kids, but I couldn't see Tom going along with that. He'd named That's them. That's true.
0: That is true. Because Tom basically raised them, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, we've given you spoilers for the movie, so there you go. You know who lives and who dies. but uh, Well, you know
2: that, like, right away because the very first thing you see is her and the two kids. Right. And then they go back in time. And then you so, meet all yeah.
0: the other characters, and the other characters are all pretty interesting, especially the yeah. other mom. The other mom is great. Mm-hmm. I thought she was so sweet.
2: Yeah, all Isn't right. she the same actress who's in Dumpling now, which is the other Netflix series they've got going? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that is. So I can't I answer see- your question. I haven't watched it. I've just seen, I've seen trailers for it like every five minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. If you have any questions or comments,
0: you can send them at Gmail.com, Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You listen to us on giftpointradio.com, Kripton Radio, Wiedenopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.